0: Good morning, everybody. Today, Bizat Shem, we'll be learning Daf Lamed Hey in Maseches Beta. Goranowitz back from Pittsburgh. Welcome. We're doing this Ila Nishmas of Chaim Zev, and Levi Zatsal Melinowitz. As always, also Burnbaum's uncle should have her for and also Lamed Hey, Nativa Lamed Hey. The thirty-five souls in Nativa Lamed Hey. Beautiful kibbutz used to go trail running there all the time. And now Beit Shemesh is becoming contiguous with the Tivat Lamed Hay. Uh When I was there recently, it's just, and that's an aliyah for their neshama, if nothing else, that uh, it's exploded the way it has. Unbelievable. So those trails are gone. You got to go across 10 now uh, into the uh, Kakal, the Karen Kayamil Yisrael forest, where the Shevil Israel is. But let's let's get our heads screwed back on here. Uh, we had a fascinating question yesterday. We had a Mishnah started off on, on Lamed Gimel that... Made an observation about muktzah that launched us into a discussion of meiser. What does muktzah and meiser have to do with each other? Well, it's like this. Don't forget the Uh Today we're going to have to put a muktzah moment. Thank you. Okay, so the um, the issue. How does muktzah become a conversation of meiser? Well, you have an individual, and he's designating right when you're making dried fruit, you put the figs on the roof you let them dry out and become dry fruit, and in between, it's like disgusting, inedible compote. And you wouldn't, nobody, it's nasty, nobody would ever eat that. So if it is in a nasty, inedible state, right, as Shabbos enters, so then it's moktza, right? You're not eating that. However, our Mishnah t- tells us a novelty, a chiddish, that you can designate them. Machlokas, uh, Yezar and Chachamim, whether you have to designate the specific ones, but you could designate these uh, fruit even in their log nigmar malacha, which is even in their not yet finished state, you could designate them for uh, Shabbos. The problem is once nigmar malachtam, once they are actually reached their final maturation uh, of processing, now you have to take off miser. That's how miser and muktza, uh that's where they meet. So the Mishnah had said, that the case is on Shabbos and so that has to be the case because otherwise there'd be no issue of muktzah. Obviously, you would not have a muktzah issue if it was a Tuesday. But it, it isolates the muktzah issue and gets rid of the Miser issue. How? By saying that this was during Shemitah in Yonadoyama because in Shemitah, you don't have to take off the Trumas and uh uh-huh. Aha. So so the fact that we're doing it during Shemitah makes it seem to like it answers a question that Rava asked. What did Rava ask? Rava said we have two opposing issues here. Number one, typically when a produce has not yet had its Gemar Malacha, you don't have to take off Trumas and Meisers yet. So here we have produce that has not yet had its Gemar Malacha. So why are we getting into the idea of Trumas and altogether? The answer is that another competing rule is that when you have Shabbos, Shabbos is like having a Gemar Malacha. How so? Because it says, right, they should have oneg on Shabbos and therefore any meal that you have on Shabbos, even a Shabbos party, is considered a Kviyah Suda and therefore would require Miser. Because the Chashivas of Shabbos turns any kind of Achila, even an Achila Sarai, into something that would require Miser. So here you have these two competing things. It's Shabbos, but you haven't had Gemar Malacha. The question was, Shabbos would mean that you do have to take Miser. G'mar, no no Gemar Malacha would imply that you don't have to take Miser. What about no Gemar Malacha on Shabbos? Well, behold, that is in fact the case in our Mishnah. And Rebbe Yezer says in our Mishnah, right, and the Chachamim, the one, they, they disagree about the Brera issue of whether you need to designate specific, right, produce. But they both would agree, right, that you have to contend with the issue of Miser. In other words, they both would agree, it seems, that we're talking about a case where it's Shemitah. Now, as the Gemara left off yesterday, why would we be talking about a case of Shemitah if we, we were not concerned about Miser? And the fact that we're concerned about Miser would indicate that, in fact, we are concerned about Miser on Shabbos, right? That Shabbos is what is causing, right, this, this, um, this Chi of Meiser. However, where we left off yesterday was. Um, a suggestion that perhaps it's not Shabbos that is causing the chiv meiser, but rather the fact that the individual is designating the fruit. In other words, when the, when a person is designating the fruit, he is also imparting a certain amount of chashivus to the, the fruit, because he's saying, this is what I'm going to eat tomorrow. So perhaps, even in the absence of Shabbos, that designation in itself creates a chiv meiser, and therefore, perhaps this Mishnah that we have is not, in fact, resolving Rava's question of which wins out, Shabbos, or the fact that there's not Gemara Malacha. Maybe it's just the fact that the individual designated it that makes it, in fact, Chayiv and Maiser. So where we pick up in the very top of Lamed Aleph is where we're discussing whether that can be true, whether Rabbi Eliezer would hold that such a designation would, in fact, create a Chayiv Meiser. That's where we pick up. So as follows. Says the Gemara. First word on Lamed Hayyam and Aleph. What does this mean? It means as follows. I'll say it a little bit outside first because um the Gemara sort of like makes a statement before you learn the Mishnah that explains what the statement means. And basically what it means is as follows. That there was a there was a Mishnah that we're about to learn in Meister Perik 4 Mishnah Gimel and that Mishnah has to do with the following. You have um olives in a barrel. All right. And you want to snack on olives in a barrel. So the idea is, do you have to take off meiser on those olives? Well, you're snacking, so that's okay. And the basic halacha is, we're going to get into it in a second, if you're taking one out of olive at a time, it's fine. If you take a whole fistful to the point where you think it's going to be a sudos, then of course, then you're going to have to take off meiser. Then the question is, if you take off a lot and you can return them into the barrel, Srebbel happens to hold that it's still considered a snack. So, and we'll see the scenario where you would or would not return it into the barrel. But the point that Gamar's going to make here now, this is what it means by Mosaro Choser, is that Rabbi Yezer holds that when Mosaro Choser, which literally means returning the leftovers, Rabbi Ezer holds that in a situation where you can return the leftovers, you still are not going to be Chayav in Miser. Well, our case, where all the fruit are laying out to dry, you're not even taking anything. So it's the ultimate case of returning leftovers because you never even touched them or moved them in the first place. And therefore, we see that the designation in Rabbi Yezer's eyes does not, in fact, create a chiyav ma'aser. What was this, Tommy? In the old days? Talking about olden days. Tumantara. What about today? Would it apply today? Well, yeah, we're going to try to apply such these issues to today. I mean, we have, happens to be, we're in the middle of Shemitah. You know, so the rules are very different. I was in Israel, as you know, Goronowitz, and it was really, it, we're starting, it's starting to be a different world, and it affects everything. You're, you're buying Lulav and Esrug. Fine. Those things can't, you know, may have Kadusha Shavius also, right? They're, they're produce, man. You got to watch out for those esrogim. You got to know where they're coming from. Okay, so let's see. But Mosar there, says the Gemara, and we had already held, as we discussed, that Rabbi Eliezer holds that kol de masar any time where you can return the leftovers back to where they came from, low cover. You don't have a kviasuda, and therefore you're not chayev in meiser. That's not, And now it's going to quote the Mishnah and explain, as we said. And you take olives out of a barrel. The way to eat this as a snack is you take it one at a time and you dip it in salt. Delicious. So the Tanakhama of that Mishnah holds that if you took a whole handful, two handfuls at a time, enough for a Kriya Suda, you're going to be Chayiv and Maiser, Right? However, In other words, if you're taking out of a tahar barrel, then you're Chayev. Why would you be Chayev? The Gemara is going to explain, but we'll say it outside. You're going to be Chayev because if you took it out of a Torah barrel, the assumption is, as the Gemara will explain, that, you have, that you're a Tame individual. So if a person is a Tame individual, they're never going to take out more Right, then what they can put back in because whatever they're taking out, they're never going to put back in. So if you're taking it out of a tahar barrel, you're not going to put it back in. So then that determines how much you've taken, and therefore it's a kvius, and therefore Rabbi Leizer would say that you're chayiv. However, if you're taking it out of a tameh barrel, I mean matan then you're going to be potter for meiser because in that case, Rabbi Leizer holds mipnei machzir es meiser because in a case where you're taking it out of a tameh barrel you're going to be returning the leftovers and therefore, just by taking it out, doesn't mean that you're not having a snack. You have ever done that, Goronowitz? Where like, you take a little bit more at a kiddush than you're gonna eat. The chulant looks so good, they have chulant now. at Shomrake 850 Minion. So, there's, there's you know, sometimes you pile up more on your plate than you can handle, and then you have leftovers. Caterers deal with this all the time. So again, just because you took a lot, in any in the event that you're going to return it, doesn't mean that you're not going to be snacking, and therefore you shouldn't be chayv and meiser. The Gemara is going to explain it a little bit more. Now, it's going to just flesh out the idea that we are talking about a tame individual as follows: it says the Gemara. We talked about this. We discussed that what's the case in the Mishnah? Rabbi Bo, Rabbi explain. Right, the first case is where you have the barrel is tahar the. Person is Tame, and therefore, the Lomatsi Mehadele, therefore, the person that's taking out the uh, olives, Lomatsi Mehadele, is not going to return the olives because he knows that he's Tame and he's made these olives Tame now. It's a different world than Garanowitz. You have to worry about Tumantara. He um, didn't want to, he's never going to return Tame olives into a Tahar barrel. Nobody would do that. You're going to ruin the, uh, the olives, meaning, right, Tahar Tame. We ju- you think kosher food is more expensive than non kosher food. Tahar food is way more expensive than Tame food. So, you're never going to re- return Tame um, olives into a Tahar barrel and, and turn that into right, a whole Tame barrel. He would never do that. And therefore, he is determining the amount of what he's taking is going to determine exactly how much he's going to eat. That sort of sets it as a Kriya Suda. And therefore, it takes on a of miser And Seifa, matan Tame, Begavar Tame. The second case is where everything's tummy, The person's tummy, the barrel's tummy, And therefore, he's not concerned about taking too much, Gerano. It's because he's just going to return whatever he doesn't eat. He, put back the leftovers into the barrel. And therefore, the taking of that amount does not determine it as a kviyah and does not take on a chiv meiser. But what the Gemara is saying now is that Rabbi Yezer holds that Returning it means that you don't have a Chi of Well, that is a physical removal, and it still doesn't have a Chi of So, certainly, a verbal de- de- um, right, declaration should not get a Chi of Meisr either. Right? The Gemara has a weird suggestion over here, hard to understand. It says, Masnisi Nami, our Mishnah. How do we apply this to our Mishnah? So, the Gemara says, maybe we're talking about a Mukhtar Tahar, where the individual is tamay, the Muksa stuff is Tahar. And the law, Matsi Mahaderleh, and maybe it's not going to be a Kviya Suda because he's not going to return it, to which the Gemara answers, What are you talking about? There is no Tumatara issue here. He's not even touching it. <laughs> so it's clear, therefore, that the reason why the Miser has come on, the issue of Miser has come on, is not because of the designation, but rather back to our original suggestion that it's because of Shabbos. Yes. You had a question? Rambam helped me learn. Uh, sorry, oh, Rambam. absolutely. You look at the Rambam, and yeah. sometimes you have whole Gemaras right. that he skips because the Rambam's uh, Yad you Khazaka know, was designed to paskin and to clarify all of these issues, right. and figuring out how the Rambam learned the Gemara is a lifetime's work, Geronowitz. Okay. So, oh, it, it, it helps him because we got an English. Well, that, that that would at least explain. Uh, that's uh, what would the Rambam uh, hold on this Gemara? I don't know actually, but it's always good I to ask on every Gemara. Where how do the Rambam uh, read this? I'm seeing, I'm seeing Rambam here. The Rambam I'm seeing is you have to look at Hilchus Meiser. Meiser. All right, Gorano, it's homework. Right. Look at Hilchus Meiser. Right. I, I, Perik. Okay, so write it down. Perik hey, alacha, Okay. All right, there you go. Hey. Okay. Thank you. Anytime. All right, here we go. <laughs> so El Amar of Shimi, you get back to us tomorrow, right, Andrew? El so Amr Shimi Barashi. Rabbi Yazir come or wait a minute. So now Ravshimi Barashi is gonna say there's a whole different thing with Rabbi Ezer. You're saying that Rabbi Yezer is the one that uh, he's like he woke up Ravshimi Barashi and he said, Wait a minute. Oh wait, are we talking about Rabbi Yezer? Oh this has nothing to do with Shabbos, has nothing to do with designation, but rather what? Rebel Yezar Litame. Rabbi has a different reason to Umar Truma Kava, the Kolshikan Shabbos. In other words, Rabbi what's Truma Kava? Truma is like this. We're talking about a case where Truma was already taken off. Well, guess what? Once Truma has been taken off, you already started the process. So even though it's not yet Gemar Malacha, you're going to follow up that Truma separation with a Meiser separation. That is a Shita that we will soon see is unique to Rabbi Yezer. And since Rebel Yezer is the Manda Amar of our Mishnah, therefore, it is no surprise at all that we have an issue of Truma, uh, of Meiser here thing is what would the reason be for Shabbos as the Gemara will say this idea that once you take off Truma you have to take off Miser would apply on Tuesday also so the Gemara says V'chol Shabbos that all the more so on Shabbos where we know that there is an issue uh, concept of Shabbos doing the Gemara Malacha so there certainly there would be a chi of Miser but really this should apply on Tuesday also as the Gemara will address now yes Gemara can they say which yeshiva they were you know what yeshiva this was going on in yeah. yeah, you got to know the history. David Katz, you got to know the history of are they are they is this going on in Surah? Is this going on in Pumbedisa, yeah, right. Bavel, Eretz Israel? So it's funny that you should ask because we are going to get we're going to get um, word from the psak in in Eretz Israel soon. You're going to hear what Israel has to say about this soon. Okay, so Ditsnan. We learned in the Mishnah this is in Perak Bayis of Meisters Perish or Tarman, Achlo Nigmar Malachtan, Right. This is the raya, as we discussed, that Rabbi Yezer holds that once Truma was taken off, right, even though, lo Nigmar malachton, once Truma was taken off, you can't eat a raya from them, because why? Because you already have to have meiser. That was Machlokas Rebbe Yezer and Chachamim. We'll, bring, we'll, we'll mention this again soon when we talk about Rabbi Yochanan's talk from Eretz Yisrael. It's amazing that Geronowitz asks these questions, like, right on cue. It's like you're my segue guy. Right, mm-hmm. makes, yeah, all the segues into the next part of the Gemara. Anyway. You woke me up for this, Nice. You know? So, everybody has there, again, once you've d- taken off Truma, you have to take off Meiser. And therefore, you cannot eat, right, Achilas Arai anymore, even, until you've taken off Meiser. Okay. So, so, so it's a Truma Meiser issue. It has nothing to do with Shabbos or with uh, the designation of, of the uh, of ahead of time. The thing is, the question is, why then? Are we talking about a case of Shabbos? Okay, so we said it's a Kol Shekin Shabbos. But it becomes more difficult, according to this pshat, right, uh, why we're talking about Shabbos altogether. So that's what the Gemara says now. The end of our Mishra says, As we had already discussed, you have to mark it off ahead of time because the Chachamim have the brayer issue. To which the Gemara explains, Time of the air of Shabbos, the lav bari yisurei hu. This is how we kind of ended off yesterday's daf. That because of Shabbos, right? It's because of Erev Shabbos of Shemitah that we don't have to bring Meisr, but Habishash ne shavua. in this case, it means other years in the Shemitah cycle, where you have to be concerned about Shemus and Meisers, Asurim, it will be Asur, um, to make such a designation because, it, Again, you can't take maaser off on Shabbos. My lav Does this fact that this mishnah is taking place on erev Shabbos, leading into Shabbos, not indicate that it's in fact Shabbos that's the issue? I mean, otherwise, why are we talking about Shabbos? We already discussed this. So the Gemara says, Lo, shiny hasam, came mikan and Machar kavale. And this was a suggestion we said before that the designation itself, since he said from here and here, I'm eating. That is the kriyas, and it is that kriyas that establishes the chiv meiser to which the Gemara says, "Ihachi mai is Shabbos." If it's the kriyas that establishes the meiser, why are we talking about Shabbos? Afila b'chol nami, even during the week, right? You're going to have to uh, bring right. You, you'll have this issue of meiser um, if the designation is what's causing it. So why is the mission talking about Shabbos? To which the Gemara says, "Akamash Milan the Tevel Muhano Etzal That's how we ended off uh, yesterday to teach you the big chiddish, that even though Tevel has, you have to take off Meisers, that is an Isra banan and a Big Chiddish, that Tevel is not Mokzo. That even though it's not really edible until you take off miser, and even though taking off Meisers is an Isra it physically can be done, and it would be effective, and therefore, since this Tevel can be made edible, albeit with an Isser Durbanon, it's not considered mukta As the Gemara concludes here, that if you did an Avera, right, you violated an Isser Durbanon by being Metakan the Tevel, then it would in fact be mesukan. It would be considered perfected, so to speak, and the Tevel would become edible, and that is why it's not mukta Amazing. So now 13 lines up from the bottom. We have a shaila about this idea of Rabbi um, Yezer as follows. Urimini. Let's fit this all with a Mishnah somewhere else, the Mishnah in Truma, because after all, we just said that once you take off Truma, you have to take off Meiser. This is in the eighth parakel of Truma, where the Mishnah says as follows. You're eating a cluster of grapes. The Geronowitz moster moment was that we have an embarrassment of riches, Andrew, because we can eat clusters of grapes. In the olden days, they used to think that uh, any grape that you would eat is something that could have been turned into wine. Right? Clusters of grape were considered not Gemar Malachton. That's what Rashi says over here. Um, right? Vestam, it's the third wide line. Vestam Eshko love Gemar Malachahi. The an Oven La Dricha Kaimi. That regular grapes were usually, Dricha means that, what, right, you're gonna step on them and turn them into wine. Right? So just the Musr moment is, it's a subtle Musr, but every little thing that you have, even a grape, you should be grateful that you live in a time of such privilege and plenty. Okay? Be grateful to Hashem at this time of plenty on the heels of, the heels is, is after. Sukkot, um, where, where Hashem has blessed us Baruch Hashem, with all his plenty, may we be Zohar to use all of our kalim and all of our privilege to do the to Hashem to the, our maximum ability. But isn't it better to live in a time where you we appreciate everything? Now we have a, I wake up, I have a box of cookies. I mean, I need that stuff mate yeah. brings up a good point, that when you don't have a lot, it's easier to appreciate what you do have. Right. And so it is the challenge of our generation of plenty right. to still appreciate it. That's what you've got to really work on. So it's not really a light Muslim moment, Granowitz. It's a very serious one. We've got we to work on it very hard. You've got to work on it very hard. Don't depress me. No, we've got to work on it very hard. Because if you, if you do that, if we were able to somehow appreciate, even in a time of plenty... Right. Which is an nesite of plenty, right. then Hashem gives you more. Right. We're all That's it. We've got to be less selfish. Like and we've got to share it. That's true. Like I took a B12 shot, a B12 yeah. pill, and I come off. Andrew, should we go on, or do you want to get into this B12 shot? <laughs> right. It's your show. <laughs> okay, fine. All right, so here we go. Okay, so what's going on? All right. He's eating a cluster of grapes, which we're Zohar to eat these days. It's delicious. But it's in those days, we considered lavgamar malachtham, as Rashi explains. And he's going into the from, which means, in other words, typically going into a Chatser, as we've already discussed, would um, already suggest that there's a of Meiser. However, um, here there's not yet Gemar Malacha. So we've already discussed in the Mishnah that uh, in the absence of Gemar Malacha, going into the Chatser would not yet make a of Meiser. To which Rabbi Leezer, Omer Yigmar. The other says, so you can finish the grapes. You can finish eating. That's what Yigmar means here. You can finish eating because of the fact that, what? You have not yet had the Gemar Malacha. Rabbi Yeshua here is the most Mach we've seen. That even though you've had not, you've not had Gemar Malacha, you still, once you entered the Chatzar, you have to take off Miser. And then the Mishnah goes on to say, that if... It became Friday night. Are we talking about shkia? Are we talking about Kahavim? That's a discussion for Postkim to to analyze. To that, Rabbi Liazor Omer Yigmar and Rabbi Shira Omer Lo L- Yigmar. Same same halacha. In other words, irrespective of whether it was shkia or not on a Friday night, Rabbi Liazor is going to say that you can finish eating. Wow. Well, it sounds from here that he holds that Shabbos does not bring an obligation to take off meiser when there's no Gemara Malacha, which seems to contradict our Mishnah, right? Because our Mishnah implied that when Shabbos does come, uh, then even though there's not yet been Gemara Malacha, that you have to take off meiser. And both of these Mishnayas seem to contradict each other in the name of Rabbi Eliezer. So what's the shot? So the Gemara is going to answer, that is a re- we know it's a good question because it's going to give the answer of Rabbi Nasan, which ends up reinterpreting the entire uh, Mishnah in Shruma. And once you reinterpret it, it's consistent but you know, therefore, that it was a really good question. The reason for Rabbi is for the following reasons, because we learned it in a brisa. So there's a brisa here that elucidates the mission in Truma as follows. When Rabbi Yasser said that you can finish eating, he doesn't mean you can finish eating in the Chatzar. No, continue eating outside of the Chatzar. What is the Chiddush? I don't know. Uh, at that point, it sounds like he's agreeing with Rabbi Yeshua. What are you going to say? The Rabbi Yeshua holds that even outside the so you can't. That doesn't sound right. This sounds like the, the sukkah where, if it, it, it rains, we had problems. I was in Pittsburgh. Rain, rain, rain. Right, we were zochet. Not, not a drop of rain in Israel this year. We were uh-huh. zochet. The master didn't 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 pour the uh, the thing on us. That's the halacha. You do what the halacha says, and uh, you don't ask questions. Um, Rabbi the Yazer Yigmar. I you always ask questions. I shouldn't say that. You always ask questions, but what I mean is you do what the Allah says. Okay. Rabbi Yigmar, Yigmar. Yeah, I can imagine. I heard, I heard Pittsburgh is beautiful this time of year. Just a little. Yeah, just a little, but people in Baltimore had a beautiful uh, yontif, but I hear Pittsburgh is beautiful this time of year as well. Very uh, beautiful. Vilok Rabbi the Yigmar, Bishabis Yigmar. Rabbi the Yazer says. When he says Yigmar, he doesn't mean in the Khatter, and he doesn't even mean on Shabbos, Elamdin Limote Shabbos Rather wait for Moze Shabbos and then eat it. All right, I understand. I can see the look in your eyes, Andrew. You're saying, wait a minute. On Moze Shabbos he'll be able to eat it? Didn't we talk about the boys who hid the dates in their clubhouse on Shabbos? They weren't even allowed to eat it on Moze Shabbos. Well, you'll be happy to know the Rishonim uh tackle this issue. They say why the cases are different. Um, it's it's a fascinating it's a fascinating question because the real fascinating question, uh, issue was that what we had said before, where the kids hit it on Shabbos, perhaps now we have insight on what we said yesterday, it says, Veshachachu, those kids that wanted to have the Shabbos party, they forgot to take off the Meiser. And therefore, Shabbos had determined a Chiev, it imparted a Chiev Meiser on all of that Shabbos party, and therefore, that chiv never went away. That never went away. Um, so it's that, that, that's a fascinating thing that, that that's happened, because that was meant, right, to be uh, on Shabbos, um, as opposed to here, where perhaps he didn't even intend to to eat it on Shabbos, and maybe that would be the difference. Be that as it may, I had said yesterday, I don't understand. If whoever had asked me the question, um, what wins out—the fact that Shabbos is coming, or the fact that it's Lav Gamar Malacha—I would have said, Why would something that has not yet had Gamar Malacha ever be high of Meiser? In other words. Shabbos turns all food into a chash of a meal, but not spoiled compote that's inedible. Why would it turn inedible food into a chash of a meal? You're not going to eat it. So I would have said that, yeah, okay, it turns it brings a chiv meiser on everything, but only on edible food, right? That's what I would have thought. But Reb Nachman said, no, we have a long-standing tradition that, and we have our Mishnah which implies that Shabbos even imparts a chiv meisar on things that have not had a gemar malacha. And thus, it made sense, right? When we say the Shita, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan actually is going to agree that the Gemara Malacha is going to win out. As follows. Ki also, So Robin came to Bavel. So we see, Goranowicz, to address your point, up until now, this issue was being discussed in the Talmud Bavli in Bavel. But uh, the Rama, Rabbi Yochanan, Ravin, was one of Rabbi Yochanan's Talmidim, and he quoted what Rabbi Yochanan, the great Golan Eretz well, said on this issue as follows. He said, That's what I would have thought. Not that anybody cares what I say or think, but it makes sense to me, is what I'm saying, <laughs> that whether it has to do with Shabbos or with Truma or Chazar, none of these things are going to. Create a chiv meiser until you have a gemar malacha because they should only create a chiv meiser on actual edible, right, completed food. That in fact was the shita of Rabbi Yochanan um, when he gave shear on this topic in Eretz Yisrael. Now, the idea here is we're going to take each one of these shabb is true mechatzer, and makach, and we're going to explain. Um, what, why Rabbi Yochanan had to give all four examples because he was actually trying to make a point, take a stance on four different makhluksin, as we'll discuss now. So Shabbos, Rabbi Yochanan had to say, lafukimidahilal, right? In other words, the idea that Maiser only is imparted on Shabbos, not when Shabbos comes when there's not Gemar but only once there's Gemar is to lafukimidahilal. Right? Badam Toshas and and Abunalef says, Hillel, are you kidding? We've been talking about Rabbi Yezer's shita for like a blot and a half. Why are we saying Hillel? The answer is, Rabbi Yezer is a shamaynik and we don't paskin like him. So it's a big chidish to say that even like Hillel, we're going to disagree. That's a brisa to that effect. Right? This is a case. Perus is, He's just gathering fruits. Right from place to place, he's going to spread them out over the roof to dry, and then it becomes Shabbos. Kiddush lemayom. Amar Yehuda, Hillel atzma oser. The Hillel is going to say it's oser, which is to say that you have to take off meisers as we turn to Lamed Hey, Amad Beis, and we see a very fat, uh, an amazing end of a parak on our horizon. Isn't Hillel always Very good point. Is this one of the cases where Hillel is, is, is machmer over, over Shammai? Love it. I gotta look into that. Cause Hillel here clearly is saying that Yechayev. Very good. He's, so let we, that, that's a great uh, question to ask. Why would he be ossering in that scenario? So that, be that as it may, Rabbi Yochanan Pasukin against Hillel there. So that's also unusual. We gotta look into that. Okay, that's the case of Shabbos. What's this idea of the Chatser that it has to be Gmar Malacha? This is the aforementioned Mishnah in the third paragraph of Meisr, where so it says, Right, that when you bring the figs into the courtyard, into the Chatser, it's patrim and Meisr because there was no Gmar Malacha. So in that particular Mishnah, there was a Brisa that elaborated where Ribi Yaakov said that you are chayiv in Meisr. And Rabbi Yosher, Rabbi Yehuda Potter, but Rabbi Yosher, Rabbi Yehuda Potter, and Rabbi Yochanan here is citing Rabbi Yosher, Rabbi Yehuda. He's going to hold that as no, as long as there's no gemar melacha against Rabbi Yaakov, there is no Chiv Meiser. That is case number two. So we have shavas, we have Chatzer. Now the third case, truma. Truma lafukim is Rabbi So this is the aforementioned sheet of Rabbi Leizer. That's unique Shita, Then <coughs> once you've started taking off truma, you're going to be chiyav and Meiser as well. But it's none because we learned the Mishnah that we mentioned already. Peiros shetamar nachal nigmor melachton. Rabbi Leizer oisel lechno olmeh aray matirin that when you have Peros, where you've already taken off Truma, you have not yet taken off Meiser, but as long as there's not yet been a Gemar Malacha, it is in fact only Rabbi Yezer who says that you can't eat uh, achilas Arai here until you've taken off Meiser. He's Oiser, Lechol Mem because you've already taken off the Truma. But however, Rabbi Yochanan here is going to side with the Chachamim that are is such a thing, because again, there's not yet been any Gemar Malacha. So that is the third case. So we have Shabbos, Chatzar, and Truma. Now the final case is Mechach, umemkar. Mekkachumemka this is actually braisa. Again, question being, once you've sold it, does that create a khi of ma'isa? That's interesting. Well, now we get into a whole cholent. This is real halakhala maisa, but we can't get into it now because there's so many factors. And don't worry, there's a whole masachet called Demai, by the way. So that addresses this exact scenario, which is all of these issues is when you have your own stuff. But what if you buy it from somebody? Now you don't know where it's been. And what's been done to it? That's what demai means. It means demai is like, what is this? Where is this from? Right? Has and you're taking it from a tamchachem. You're taking it from an am-aretz. What do we and do we not trust in with regards to trimas uh, and meisras? So you can see why the chi of meisr would 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 apply once you've done a mekach. So we say it like this: Okay, so you purchased the te'enim from the Bim dorsin. That just means that. Um, you purchase the Teinim in a place where it's usually not, uh, not yet completed because it's going to be, always be turning into dry fruit, which means that, as Rashi explains, it means it's lav Gemar Malacha. So here the case is, there's no Gemar Malacha yet, and you're buying it in its not yet Gemar Malacha stage. So again, even in that case, Rabbi Yochanan is going to say, because Gemar Malacha hasn't been done yet, there has never been a Chiyav Meiser, and you don't get into the questions of dama yet, necessarily. However... Mm, the Bryce says, Oh, you can eat them as a snack, which is good. However, Maasrin Demai. Maasrin Demai means you take off Miser in a Demai fashion. The Demai has a lot of leniencies that regular Miser does not. So we're kind of, um, hedging our bets with this produce. Why? For the following reason. Shmaminat plus. You're learning three things. Number one, Shmaminat, Mekach, Enoch, Kovea, Selob, Dvarshan, The first thing you learn is from Yochran Shita that Mechach is not Kovea. Right until there's been G'mar that's, that's That's basically the Rabbi Yochanan that we quoted. But you also happen to, incidentally, learn two more things. Sh'ma now rova me'aretz, Master in hein. We understand from this that rova me'aretz are, in fact, going to take off meiser, which is an interesting thing to learn, um, because, again, when you're taking off demai, you're kind of hedging your bets. You're saying, he probably took off meiser. That's why I don't have a chi of meiser, so I'm not going to treat it like real meiser. On the other hand, I'm not sure that he did, and that's why I'm gonna be careful, and I'm gonna, I will, in fact, treat it like, uh, something that's in Suffolk, so to speak. And again, it gets into, if it's a Suffolk der you would go le but if it's a Suffolk der then you could just be extra careful and do demai, but in essence, you're going la Kula. Okay, that's the second thing you learn. And the third thing you learn is that, again, despite the fact, that you think the Amei probably took off Meiser, you're not sure, and therefore you're going to take off Meiser, but again, in a mice in a the fashion, not as if it's Da Raisa. I feel a bedaver malachto, and it's interesting um, how do you have to you have to reconcile this because in other words, there has been no real chiv Meiser here according to Rabbi Yochanan because lo nigmer malachto, but Rashi explains we don't want to start saying, right? This is not for the Hamon Am. It's like keeping a day and a half in Israel. Like, not everybody knows what a day and a half means, right? And therefore, you're not going to give that Pesach out to everybody because they're going to mess it up, potentially. Uh, trust me, this is resonating with me still. <laughs> but, but but in other words, if you told people, oh, it's not Gemar Malachtan yet, and therefore maybe you don't have to take off Maishas, then they can mess up Maishas all the time. So if you buy from Ramah, it's just take off the Mai, even though you love Gemar Malachtan. But Goranowitz, Andrew, Barry, all the Tamidah Chachamim in, in, in the room... And, uh, and, uh, and all of those who listen to Dasplaining explaining all over the world know that you're just doing it as a low plug, right? That really, it's like Rabbi Yochanan, that there's not yet been Gemam and therefore you don't even really have Chap of Meiser altogether, but you, ha- you want to have a low plug here. Okay, fine. Now, just concluding the paragraph, Uke this is necessary to Rabbi Yochanan to talk about this, because we do have it, uh, with regards to the Mecca because we do have, uh, kind of a parallel um, Mishnah in the second paragraph of Ma'isrus which says Hamachlef Peresim and chavero Machlef as opposed to mekachumemkar is bartering. Uh, it's interesting that the Gemara sees a parallel here. Um, some Achronim will suggest that this means that bartering and Purchasing have the same halachas in other contexts too, which is not for now. But anyway, you're bartering with your friend. Here it's assumed that it has the same din as, as purchasing. You're, you're purchasing, then bartering the fruit. Maybe you're both planning to eat it now. Or maybe you're both planning to lay down on the roof to turn it into dry fruit now. Or maybe one guy wants to eat, the other one got, wants to lay it out. In all those cases, chayiv. And whereas Rabbi Huda says that if you want to eat the fruit, then you have to take off Meister because that means it's already had the Gemar Malacha. However, if you're laying it out, you've not yet had the Gemar Malacha and therefore you should be Potter. And that's what Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan is going to agree with Rabbi Huda, in other words, right? You have to, the reason why Rabbi Yochanan had to say that you need the Gemar Malacha in order to be Chayiv is because the Mish, the Tanakama, in the Mishnah. And Maestras suggests that you'd be chayiv anyway in the Maestras, even though there was not yet any gemar Malacha. And Rabbi Yochanan rejects that. He holds, like Rabbi Huda, that you only have the Gmar, uh, that you only have the Chi of Maestras if, if you've already had the Gmar Malacha and you plan to eat it. Hadron or Lacha, maybe. And so we conclude the fourth parak of Beitza. We conclude the penultimate parak in Beitza. And now, for the last 10 minutes, we're going to start the fifth and last parak of Masechas Beitza as follows, says the Mishnah. All right, what's going on? Rashi says two things that without, we can't understand this Mishnah. Birnbaum is learning with me. He starts talking about muktzah. I said, Birnbaum, look at Rashi. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, Rashi is saying it's dafka, right, wheat. Why? Because wheat uh, uh, never has that interim stage, so to speak. Right? In other words, it never becomes like nasty, uh, decayed compote, And so it doesn't become mukta So by Rashi saying that, he's now, he's done away with the mukta issue. This is not a mukta issue. It's, as Rashi explains later, the leka tircha yaseira. It's a tircha Yasera issue. So this Mishnah is talking about a totally different thing, not like mukta so don't confuse it with the previous Mishnah. The question is, how much work can you do on Yantiv? Right? Before it becomes actual work. So, you have your barley and wheat on your roof. And the forecast calls for rain because you're in Pittsburgh. So you can, can you, how much of, of it are you allowed to, on Shabbos and Yuntiv take down through the skylight? Now, the skylight makes it easier. So if you had to take it all down outside the fire escape, we would perhaps not allow you to do it. Oh, Andrew, that just brought him back to the tenement. Um, then, 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 you, then, then you wouldn't have to. But, but, fascinatingly, there is a difference here between yantiv and Shabbos. That, that's fascinating indeed, right? As the Mishnah says, that through the skylight you can take down, as Rashi explains, it's not considered such a tirchayasera because you have a skylight, you can take down all the wheat and barley through the skylight. Avalo b'shabos, says the Mishnah. On Yantiv you can, on Shabbos you cannot. Why is that? The Chachamim were simply more machmir on Shabbos because even a minimal exertion, Shabbos you're really supposed to just rest and learn. It's a different thing. The art school quotes the Maganavram, Avram, the Mishnah Berurah, the Shah, and the difference between Shabbos and Yantiv in that regard. But on Yantiv, we're going to let you, for the sake of this, have a, tirchi, a little tircha—not not, not tircha seirachas but a little bit fascinating. A lot of makom to be meayin here. Okay, just to finish the Mishnah. That's really what we're going to be discussing in the Gemara. But just to finish the Mishnah for tomorrow, mechas and Can you cover produce to guard against dripping rainwater? That's a, this is a whole bunch of fascinating things The different kind of tirchas that you could do Then we're also going to get into the issues of Can you cover things that are mukta? Again, not handling mukta, But handling things for the sake of things that are mukta. This is something you may recall a little bit um, And it's something that we're going to Delve into a little bit over the next uh, few days And similarly, v'chen kade yain v'chadei shaman Pictures of yain, right? Right um, Wine and oil, kli tachas adelf And can you put a vessel under dripping water on Shabbos to protect the house? Again, that's going to be mevatel kli. All things that, you know, come up a little bit in Perikah by Mehmad As we discuss in Shabbos, we'll get into it again here with regards to Shabbos in our Gemara. But first, let's discuss taking uh, produce through the skylight. What's going on here? Says the Gemara. First, some language lessons. We use the word mashilin, lowering it through a skylight. Okay, is that the only word? Mashilin is an interesting, is an interesting la- lashon. It's my Rabbi Huda or Rabbi Nasan. Chaditanim mashilin, v'chaditanim mashchilin. Some said the word mashilin, as our Mishnah says. Some say mashchilin. So the Gemara says, "Arav Marzucha, shimanatanim mashilin lo mishabesh, shimanatanim mashchilin lo mishtabesh." Neither of them are actually saying it wrong. Lo mishtabesh. It's just two. It's uh synonyms. Two words that mean the same thing, and therefore it doesn't matter whether you say mashilin or mashilin. What do these words even mean? So let's see in the psukim. Mashilim can mean lower because. Right? Uh, you remember this. It says in. in uh, when your olive tree is going to throw down its fruits, that means mm-hmm. when they go down. Right? So mashilin means go down. This is in uh, Sefer Dvarim. When, when the, uh, when the zesim go down, so that is how mashilin means lowering. What about mashilin? That's not from a puzzle, that's a mishnah. None. We learned in the Mishnah of It's listing all the different mumim that would make a, uh, Bechor, um, that, that would make a Bachor puzzle for Korban as follows. There you go, right away. What's shachol and kassel? So, says the Gemara shachol shanishmato Shachal means the hip was kind of dislocated, right, of the animal, which means it kind of fell down. And kassel she'echal mi'achasav g'vo'a mechaverta. Kassel is like, right, a seal is a person who's a fool. Kassel is when things are uneven, not balanced. One is higher than the other. So we see, shachal means that it kind of fell down and dislocated, shachal, and therefore mashchilin, that's the root, and therefore both mashchilin and mashchilin would make sense. Um, Are you enjoying this exercise? Because we got three more. Here we go. Amar Av by Yitzchak. The Tani Mashi Mandatani Mashirin Lomish Tabesh, Umandatani Mashirin Lomish Tabesh, Manshirin Lomish That one I know, Paris on we already had that. Um so that's like when they fall. But let's do one at a time. Mashirin, Mashirin, Mansheirin, Mashilin. They all mean the same thing. Because the word I, I it's a good question, but I think Mashilin is an unusual word, and therefore uh you know it was Torah pet uh, so I, like I always say, what you know, if this was a monastery, you wouldn't ask questions, right? Because uh, just do what you're told. But this is um, this is a Jewish institution, and our truth, the strength of our truth, comes from our willingness to ask every single question that that we, that we ask without any any worrying. That's why I think that on Pesach Seder. The lowest is the Sheino Yodea Lishol of the four sons. The lowest of the four sons, Sheino Yodea Lishol. Because that is the night of the questions. Avram Avinu became Avram Avinu, found Shem by asking questions, says the Rambam. So you always have to ask questions. So it's the Torah Shabbal Peh. The word Mishilin sounds like a lot of different words. Like if whenever I sing lyrics to any song, I always get them wrong. Right? Um, do you know how long I thought the Eye of the Tiger took my time, took my chances? Was took my dime, took my 10 cents. Why would those be the words? It doesn't make any sense. Anyways, um, so he says, <laughs> So anyway, you, you, you're doing Torah pay, you don't have writing down. Mashilin, Mashilin, it all sounds the same. So you have to figure out what is the word. So he says, It's not Mishtabesh it could be Mashilin, it's not. We learned in the Mishnah. Rabbi Shemar Nazir lo Yahuf Rashoba has to do with a Nazir. Look at how far we go, Goronowitz, right, to figure out the words. Mishnah is all over the place. Nazir, Bacharos. Um, you can't rub your hair with earth. Right? Because we know that takes out your hair, and of course, the Nazar is not allowed to take out his hair. And mashir in that case means falling out. So therefore, here it means lowering as well. What's This mishnah is in kalim, of course. You have a pair of scissors. Even if they're disassembled, we already discussed in sechah Shabbos a little bit. Whether, remember whether the different things are subject, different kalim are subject to Tumah. We said, if it's enough to be subject to Tumah, maybe it would be enough to be uh, Chayiv and hotza. All right. Anyway, we already, we've already seen this before. Well, what's going on here? Shechor, a pair of scissors, a razor. Well, a razor, which is a shkor, is so-called because it can cause things to fall off, and therefore mashchirin makes sense. That's a little bit of a stretch, but fine. Umad atani manshirin lo mishtabesh manshirin ditnan. That Mishnah is in Shabbos, uh, the aforementioned Shabbos. Mishnah, Nashru, Caleb, B'mayim, Mahalach, Oh, I said, pay your son, Noshrim. They, they do a different thing, Noshrim. You fell into the water. Uh, you, the Calim, or his, in this case, his clothing, fell into the water. Nashru, Caleb, B'mayim, Mahalach, you Are you allowed to walk further, right, where there's issues of Libun and schita But be that as it may, it's talking about lowering. Ve'ina, Choshesh. You don't have to fear um, uh, the Iser of Laundering, walking in the water with your clothing. And there again, the term nashru means lowering. Okay. A little closer to what I would have said. Um, this is talking about, right? Leket shikha Happens to be Mishnah in peah. That says, what is considered? Leket b'shas That which falls at the time of ktsira. Again, falling meaning lowering. So now we're at the word tnan, which is the two dots. Which is seven lines up from the bottom on Lamad Hayon where we said Aruba and we have only half a minute. I'm going to a little overdrive. At Kama, how much produce can be lowered? Right, the amount is the what we learned earlier. That on Shabbos you're allowed to clear out the area. Okay. This is the Mishnah and Shabbos. In order, right, if you have, uh, if you have to give shear, you can clear out the area either for, for guests or for, for learning. But there, it's bitel-based-medrish, so that's very important. But here, we're just lowering it because we want to save the produce. And so now Chaim came in, so I have to stop. Inami, Hainu Time Shari. the Chamir, That's where we'll pick up tomorrow with the Inami, which is four lines up from the bottom.